It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Oh no! <laughs> Welcome to episode 895. Oh no! Of Flow Wrestling Radio Live, I'm your host Christian Piles. Joined today by James Dean Raider, Ben Funky Askren, and you. Thank you so much for joining us on a fine Monday for another great weekend of college wrestling. Plenty to talk about. I'm sure Ben uh, uh, is ready to break down the Super Bowl and all its happenings. Big football guy, Ben Askren. It was actually on my TV last night because my wife does this thing where she's like, I'm from Kansas City. I'm actually a Kansas City fan. I'm like, Amy, you haven't watched a Kansas City game in years. I, you don't, you're you just making this up. She's like, no, I really want to watch it. And then my kids are like, we want to finish that movie from Saturday night. And we only have one TV, right? So uh, then they argued about it. I'm like, oh, my God, Amy, like you don't actually watch football. Let the damn kids watch the movie they want to watch. Dang. <laughs> That's wild. So the, ki- the kids won. One TV for Ben. You don't let him come downstairs and use your uh, ask. No, your, uh, okay. There TV. is a TV. There is okay. I lied. There is a TV downstairs. We just never really use it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not a big TV guy. Yeah, apparently not. So okay, Pl- plenty to get to this uh, this weekend. Which Friday was was an amazing day, night of wrestling. So much happened. Uh, ben, what what stood out to you for the weekend? Hmm. Well, I watched some U and I Iowa State. And what stood out to me is how the ref blew the call to screw my under over on two and a half points in the Parker Keckheiser match. I thought it was a great call. Well officiated match, <laughs> and the official yeah, right. is. Um, and what Keckheiser looked actually, I mean, I broke that up as a joke, but Keckheiser actually looked great. So the first shot, he bounces his head off the knee, and uh, apparently, I don't, I don't want to say concussed, but you know, he ro- rocked himself a little bit. Yeah. Um, and then he kind of went on to dedicate, uh, dominate a little bit after that. Uh, but should have had that last takedown for the, the I think it was a four or five point cover. Of the, yeah, the cover. Yeah, yeah. Was bad, another bad call. And then by also, you. you know, when you start gambling, even though we're not gambling for money, you start getting like really into it. Uh-huh. So then I was so pissed at Lance Runyon because he gassed out and he lost. Me and JD would have won on you and I also if Lance Runyon doesn't gas out. Yeah, I, that was the Gaetan win where he was up yeah. too late and then Gaetan puts him on his back and. It, it was kind of, I think we were talking about on the watch party, like, why couldn't he even turn down? Because 
The way he was so tired. He was so tired he couldn't turn to his belly because really Gaetan yeah. doubled off and was like below the waist and kind of worked up and just had a body lock and yes. turned him with a body lock for not yes. two. It like was you awful. Could, you could see it for like two near fall, but it was literally he got four swipes out of it. Oh my um, god. Yeah, so bad. This entire duel was amazing from starting at 125. Great match. <laughs> Great match. It looked like Perryman might, might be able to do it, and then Redding wins in overtime, and Happel steals it late against Swiderski. Swiderski gets back um, on the winning side, beating Pusino yesterday, but mm-hmm. that was a crazy match. It looked like Swiderski was going to get it. He got a little tired. He got tired. Um, so good win for first for Happel there. Panero narrowly over not real buto adam allard yeah can who's adam can... allard i actually forgot to ask why called didn't wrestle uh i'll ask um can but panero yeah who's adam allard? Himself. i never heard of him can panero three one three two himself to the nca semis or finals i don't think so um i've been i you two have been riding this panero thing i've been p- trying to pour oh, water whatever. i've been trying to you pour water no oh no hundred percent hundred percent the first three weeks after he beat Gomez Say and then good. beat Shane Van Ness. I've been predicting the regression. Predicting the regression. Well, everybody, everybody said he no, was going to no. take 100%. losses. 100%. Roll the tape. 100%. And we all agreed. He's a freshman. He's going to take some losses. But yeah. Everybody was saying that. Yeah, because don't you remember he had the um, the Grandview match? Where he went, I think he went to overtime with the Grandview kid yes. right after he killed Gomez. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He did. Yes. You liar, Christian Piles. You've been on the Panero train. I am. Um, I have slowed the Panero train down from you know like full pedal on the metal to like you know we're still moving. I think he he could still make the NCAA finals, but um, whoa, really? Uh, potentially, he, uh, who? Which of those guys can't he beat? He is absolutely capable of it. He's capable of it. I don't think it's a huge possibility because I think the one thing I brought up after that first little stretch where he beat Gomez and Murin was in an NCAA tournament format where he has seven, five, six, seven, eight tough matches. How is that going to play out? Because he's not going to go pin these dudes in a minute and get off the mat, you know? So his body is going to, it takes some wear and tear. Then that's a, that's a huge effect on him. Yeah. Man, I, I, I just, if he made the semis, I'd be like, whoa, great job. Well, let's see. Well, let me get to the rankings here. What is He'll he? have to go through. Right he's nine right now. He's behind yeah, Milner, Henson, Mahler, Parco, Thomas, Sasso, Gomez, Yanni. I feel like if you, if you took, Ben, if you took Max Murin's name and put it next to Panero Johnson's year, you would not be saying that. I took Mac. Well, because I, I know how Max Murin performs in the NCAA tournament. Um, but you use a lot of regular season d- data points to fuel that. Yeah, but unfortunately, I don't have any postseason data points for for Piero Johnson. I mean, guys, I did the same thing with Alex Marinelli. I literally, I literally called to a T where he was going to end up, and then Dean Hamidi forfeited the fifth place match to him. He took fifth. And I called six. I literally said it to a T. You're off. You're off. I, would also I was say, off. If Hamidi doesn't forward, I said he's going to beat Hamidi bad the first time. Second time he's going to beat him, and then he's going to lose to him. I believe I said in the fifth place match NCAAs. You can watch tapes on that. Yeah, I remember that. There's also so, the I I test ability to go. This guy has the potential to be like a higher ceiling. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he has yeah. taken losses, but just looking at him going, his abilities make him, I think, more likely to make the. And say semis or finals versus somebody like a Max Mirren. 
Yeah. Yeah, 49 is starting to look a little... 49 is really shaping up, actually, into quite a tough weight class. Yeah, it, it's deep, for sure. I mean, Van Ness at 12 is really tough. Plus, yeah. what Gomez are we going to get? That's, the, that's a good, that's a good question. That's a good question. Wrestled the last few matches. I've heard he's going to be back, but I don't know that for sure. He has not wrestled the last few matches. They have you and I on the Friday, Thursday, something like that this week. Mm-hmm. What? Well, so, yeah. So that'll be. We'll a, I don't think we'll see him. I think it'll probably. Or do you? Did you hear? You'll see him maybe for that duel. I no, I've not heard. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah. probably. Man, tens. I I almost feel like Panier was too low at nine, so he's got. Overtime loss to Yanni, overtime loss to Parco, and then there's the one bad singular bad loss is to John Wiley. Yeah, who has a loss like that? John Wiley just lost to um I can't even remember his name. Alec he Martin. Lost to Alec Martin and Colin Robuto, the last two. Yeah. Yeah, come on. That's a bad loss. Hey, no one no one on this list in the top eight has a loss remotely right. comparable to that. Really? What about Brock Muller? I feel like he has to have one. No. No. Uh, Missouri Hater? Got me caping up for Brock. What about Caleb Henson? He I lost to Mahler, who's right behind. Yeah. Okay. No, uh, no bad hey, losses. How about, uh, no how about Schwartz? Have we ever seen anything like this? He has like eight straight ranked wins now. Like, what in the world? Well, by have we ever seen anything like this? Someone who just kind of goes from, all right, solid to, well, yeah. To I me, mean, that's he's not a freshman. What's he? Probably fourth year in college now? Uh, Third? One, two, is this fourth year? Yeah. Yeah, fourth year in college. And he's been like just this like super average dude, like not very good. Like he's all right. And then all of a sudden he's beating everybody. He beat Dragon Mueller and Clay Carlson this weekend. He beat Alan Hart and Happel the weekend before that. Sudarski, Titus, Coderhand. I mean, he is like on fire. Yeah, he has not lost since getting pinned by Eamon Ohl of Edinburgh. And then he also okay. lost to Cole Matten this year, 5-4, in sudden victory, yeah. which doesn't make sense. Um, but maybe Stall it happened. Call, maybe, or pull, pull yes. the headgear, potentially. Yeah. Potentially a pile driver, like uh, Isaac Trumbull. Oh, my God. Can we talk about that? Uh, we are, right now. Did did Trumbull have an explanation? No, but Nino Bonacorsi gave him a ton of air cover there. He's like, no malice there. But I don't know how you... What was he thinking? I, that's what I think. What was he thinking? So, Al, I told you this on text question. Um, Alan Belcher did that to Patrick Cote in like 2011. It was in Montreal. I was in the corner and, and I was trying to get this. this somebody's having my first. They won't sprawl. It's so annoying. And he freaking like does like a pile driver and he could cost him. He spun around, punched him a few times, and the ref called it off. Yeah. I mean, that's it's yeah. it's dangerous. Um, yes. For sure. I don't, I mean, I don't, Trumbull has like no reputation whatsoever of being dirty. It was just, I don't know if he you just kind of lost his head for a second or just didn't think it through or it's like, seemed like a good idea at the time. You don't realize well, the, the danger. Or... Yeah. The other thing, could he have, could there have been something else that he was trying to do and he failed? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, so, I don't yeah. know. This I, w- I wish someone would ask him the question like, hey, hey what was going on out there? So, I know, so I texted you guys this. <laughs> I have a memory of this almost identical scenario. At 215, we had a crazy 215 pound oh. Buffalo gap. <laughs> um, I did not coach this person. This is when I just graduated. And he would lock the crotch and pull him up 
Well, he wouldn't. He, did, he only did this one time, but he was a big lock the crotch guy and roll him through. But he locked the crotch oh, and got him completely okay. inverted and literally just like threw his feet out and go boom and no, dropped him no. right on his head. The Kendrick Sanders bench is cleared. We lost the duel because a match he was going to win. He got to, the kid was thankfully fine, but yeah, he just straight up dropped this dude on his head, and oh we're God. like, "What are you doing, bro?" And so, yeah, very dangerous. So I have a, at least a little experience, but that's how he would do it. He would like lock the crotch and then just drop him on his freaking head. Um, but yeah, I don't know what he was uh, attempting there. Um, Keith Gothard yeah. giving some air cover, saying it was a botched sprawl. Like I've seen a lot of sprawls go wrong. Oh, Never I quite like that. Sprawls like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So weird. I was weird. thinking if he was trying to like do some type. I mean, I don't know why he would do this. This is why it's like. Like some type of lift and roll through or something to mm-hmm. that effect. Like, but yeah, I mean, I just, yeah, I someone should ask him because that was that was strange. Yeah, really, really weird. Um, but things happen. Um, yes. Okay. Someone, someone in YouTube just threw me for a loop. Um, oh, I just said, hold on, hold on, let me find it. Oh no, I can't find it. Never mind. <laughs> If it comes up again, I'll I'll bring it up. Now okay. I can't find it where it was. Okay, so we were talking about another thing. Oh, we were talking about Panero, and then we got to uh, Nino versus Moshe Schwartz. Trumbull. Moshe Schwartz. Yep, he's he's on a heater. And to JD's point, I think it could be a lot about 141 just being weird. Although, and yeah, he's he's on a hot streak now. But we'll see if he can keep it up through Big Twelves. I'll I'll start giving it real weight if he can like ride this oh, through yeah. Big Twelves. Well, Big Twelve is pretty deep at forty. Well, forty nine. We talked about forty one also. Yes, and um, it, it proves he is an All American contender, which I would not have predicted at the beginning, even with the state of mm-hmm. one forty one. But insert Mr. Yeah. Schwartz into like one forty nine, like we said. This isn't a discussion. Yeah, Schwartz is yeah seven right now. I could be a couple higher, honestly. Okay, I found it. Dave Packy says, "How about La- oh Labriola almost going down?" We're almost. Yeah, he had a he had a oh good South State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like Ethan Smith's quality. He's tough. He's tough. Um, Ohio State had so many almost wins there, or like yeah. really close near upsets. Um, Hardy D'Amelio was a good match, and then Gallagher Gallagher lost basically. He lost by one. Peyton Robb on a stall point. He gave up a stall point in the first period, which is pretty Ooh. rare considering they hate stalling. Um, but he got hit that and he lost 5 4. But he looked pretty good. And Coach JD was pointing out watching it. Um, he had two like really good go behind opportunities and he went to the waist both times and lost it instead oh, of dropping down yelled to the kids about all yeah, the time. JD yelled. He was screaming. Said, You got to dig some brown. You got to run butt. <laughs> What did you just call it? Dixon Brown? You had to dig some brown. You got to run butt. You can't be coming to the waste. What did you just say? He's saying dig some brown. He's just being a a gross Midwestern. I'm appalled. I'm appalled by (laughs) you right now. Can't you just say hamstring? I mean, the hamstring's fine. Yeah, you're not actually supposed to grab his butt. You're supposed to grab his hamstring. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes you're grabbing cheek. 
Listen. No, you're not. Because listen, because if they build up, you go hamstring, and then you go across to the double or the high crotch. If you're the butt cheek, everybody's had their oil checked in a wrestling JD, match before. JD's JD's fired his coach. Ben, you're the official coach of FRL. There's only there's only one time one person ever oil checked me. I'll tell you who it was, and then I had to try to make him unconscious right after that. It was Joe <laughs> Williamson who worked for Bull Wrestling. <laughs> he did. To me. I'm like, I cannot believe that just happened. That has never happened to me before or since. And I little I tried to make him unconscious. I tried to choke him out after that. I don't think I'm successful. <laughs> you tried to choke out Joe Flo? Hell yeah! Sounds like <laughs> sounds like you couldn't do it. I could. I think it was like a time to go. I think it was like one minute goes or something. And I'm like, I'm gonna freaking. He just did that to me. I'm gonna freaking choke him out right now. And uh, I don't think I was able to be successful. And then probably by the next one, I'd calm down or whatever. <laughs> Dang. Well, that's gross, JD. Stop. Yeah, just just say you know. I call it as I see it. Just go hamstring. Go it's not even the most efficient thing either because you want a hamstring and then du- boom, 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 double off. Yeah, you can't double off. Hold the... Double off, JD. Sometimes yeah. you can't be reaching hamstring. you got to grab what you can grab. Oh, my God. It sounds like it's your first goal, though. I do what it takes to win. <laughs> it does seem like it's of the pecking order so of where JD's trying to go. That's where he's trying to go. Christian, don't work out with JD. You might get violated. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons I don't want to work out with JD, but now that's that just shot to the top of the list. Oh my god. Um. Oh jeez. Anyway. Oh, hey. So I, I I did not watch this Nebraska Ohio State match, but I have been having it on. Uh, man, Ethan Smith, if he would have turned uh, properly, he would have won this damn match. He had Labriola in a really really bad spot here. Can you elaborate? Wow. Turned properly. Yeah, so, I mean, the whole goal here. Uh, so, essentially, Ethan Smith has – I wish we could put it on the screen so everyone could watch what I was talking about. Ethan Smith has Mikey Labriola's leg split. One of them is kind of up on his side or in his <laughs> ar- armpit-ish. Mm-hmm. And as he turns, the weight goes towards his back <sighs> foot, the one that's further away from Labriola's head, which then makes it really easy for Labriola to lift up the one that's close to his head, and then he uses that to then pass and then come through and then eventually score the takedown. Where so is this Ethan, in the match? This is uh, there's, there's only 23 seconds left. Okay. Yes, yeah, so there's 23 seconds left. So I mean, wish we watch this live, but yeah. So he he has yeah the the legs up across his back in his armpit, and if he would be able to keep weight on the foothead, then Labriola would just be completely stuck. But when he turns, he takes the weight off the leg that Labriola has by his head. And when he does that, it's super easy for Labriola to lift up and then pull his own leg out. Okay. Do you have a, yes. do you have a counter to this coaching advice, J.D.? Does it have some holes? Well, I mean, he could have done that. This is past the, the whole grabbing their, their butt thing. <laughs> okay, all right. I'm watching I'll here. Say it is sufficient. All right, good. Glad you two can agree. Hash, hash out your differences. <laughs> But yeah, three real, I mean, would have been huge wins for Ohio State had they had Smith beaten Labriola, had D'Amelio beaten Hardy, which he was right there to do. Uh, honestly, sort mm. of a kind of a sloppy back, but exciting back and forth match there at 41. You should watch it, Ben. And yeah. then Patty really gave himself some chances, just could not quite um, secure it there. That's where we were talking last week about. Uh, you guys are giving me a hard time about Peyton Rob and versus you know who is more sure to make the finals, Peyton Rob or Keegan. Actually, it was mostly it was mostly Sparks. Yeah, it's what like, are you talking about? Peyton Rob has these matches, uh, and there's there's a lot less of them this year. But last year there was a whole bunch of examples of where he just didn't quite wrestle up to his fullest skill level. 
Um, you know, but against a guy like Patty, he should be winning that match relatively easily given how Patty's season has been. True. He had the Ed Scott um close match, but Ed I think we probably regard him a little Ed higher. Ed can be good. Ed can kind of not be good too though sometimes. Yes, yeah. Um yeah. he's a little more un- unpredictable. But I I actually took it where sometimes you're like, ah, eh, kind of stocked down for this person. Yeah. I actually think, well, one, I've properly, in my own mind, rated Peyton Robb as a really good wrestler who may win a title but could definitely just be an All-American and, and wrestle well. Definitely. Fair. But I thought Patty looked good. I thought he had some really nice yeah. moments. I thought his attacks looked really strong. I thought he looked more athletic than I remember. Um, so I encourage you to watch um, when you get a chance, Ben. No rush or anything. You know. Oh, okay. Speaking of 157. AOC. Austin O'Connor destroyed oh, Bryce Andonian. We kind of called it on Thursday. Or, uh, sorry, not Thursday show because it was canceled. We kind of called it on Friday show. Yeah. I feel like we... This was a it's definite... I, uh, I definitely talked about the <laughs> match going you. this way. You know I did. You know I did. Um... <laughs> I just botched the 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 pick'em, but definitely thought O'Connor yeah. would win, and it unraveled in a way you kind of thought was was possible. Yes, and now it was the win that you needed to see. The others need to see. I think we yeah. have been saying that he looks like the guy, but mm-hmm. he had not faced someone like this all year, and he dominated him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Andonian caught out of position and. I, honestly, I'll say the first period was actually amazing. Extremely competitive, really exciting scrambles where Andonian had some chances. But then it seemed like a switch flip for O'Connor. He was able to get in really consistently. He was able to navigate the finishing and the scrambling that Andonian presents. And once it got rolling, it was rolling fast. And yeah, the one um, the, there's the highlight clip you guys put up where he like just whips him with uh, I believe it was an underhook. Um, that was just like, it felt like like a big brother thing almost. O'Connor's a powerhouse for sure. Yes. Um, big time. Yeah. So very, very, very uh, impressive showing for O'Connor, who I think right now is my pick to win it all at 157. Um, so, someone had asked, like, would he be the most, like, or, or I think I, it was a tweet I saw. Someone tweeted, like, is he, like, the least, if he wins, will he be, like, the least discussed two-time champ ever? Uh, yeah, it's kind of weird because we kind of because his last year wasn't great. We kind of like forgot about him or haven't discussed him that much. And yeah, it's on us, I guess. It's yeah. also partially the nature of well, he didn't wrestle a lot in the first half, and yeah. being in the ACC and the ACC has some deep weights, but one fifty seven might not be their most deep weight. Where he just doesn't have a lot of those high-level matches that we see with yeah. a lot of the guys in the Big Ten or the Big 12 where it seems like every week or every other week they're having a top 15, top 10 match. Yeah. Yeah. Schedule yeah. schedule it, definitely a part of it for Austin. Yeah, because obviously he's having a big match and, and we're talking about him. I mean, right. right? Yeah. Makes per- perfect sense. Big matches are the ones they get talked about. Um, man, I thought – I just watched the, what I thought was going to be the point for Peyton Robb on the stall because – Man, Galgas went straight out of bounds on the, this one. The, the out of bounds thing still annoys me. I don't remember which other match I was watching. It might have been actually Parker Keck Eisen. 
he was trying so hard to stay in. Like he was really working and they hit him for stalling. And it's like some of these dudes, they evade and they don't they don't get called. And some dudes are working their ass off to stay in and they get called. It's just so inconsistent. Yeah. I mean, that's why we said the moment we read that rule for the first time, like yes. this is dumb because um, there's also the push stall where you have to let him in bounds. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to let him in for some reason, which I, I don't necessarily agree with that. I, um, I hate it. Because they brought themselves out of bounds a lot of times. And then yes. now I'm supposed to let him back in. Yeah. Well, done. the other thing, the other thing about that, that I think a lot of, especially high school and youth refs don't, um, they don't make acknowledgement of, and it's, it annoys the crap out of me. And I actually, sometimes I say it nicely, but you're the referee. Don't coach my athlete. And so like when they say, let him back to center, it's like, no, we don't have to let him back to center. Because lots of times in wrestling, a setup is their pressure, right? Mm -hmm. I push, you can't keep backing up, so therefore you need to pressure back into me, and that pressure is my setup. Yeah. And if the referee is going to allow them to not have to push back, then the setup is not there. So by wrestling, you have to stay in the circle. So if I push you, you have to push back, and then there's my setup. And if the referee says, let him back to center, then my setup's gone. It's so ridiculous. Yeah, they they need to either... I get they want the action to be in the middle of the mat. Well, there's a reason it's not in the middle of the mat. Someone's likely yes. evading being there, avoiding that. So either call stalling, but don't. Yeah, you're right. That is a. I always yeah. thought that was weird when they do it, but I've never been able to articulate like yeah. that because you hear it. It's not just in high school. You hear it so, in, in college yeah. too. Like center up, center up, guys. No. Like, no. Yeah, I'll yell. I'll say, no, no, don't. Let, I, I will say, like, don't listen to him. Because the middle, especially middle school kids, they're very impressionable. Yeah, and they hear course. the ref say something, and the ref's an authority figure, and they think they, they should listen. And it's like, no, no, you're not listening to him. He's not your coach. He's here to call the points, and that's that's it. Yeah, yeah. not change your strategy. Yeah, you're not the coach. Yeah, yeah. so good point there, ben. they got to push back, especially like uh, you know if your guys got say like a good snap down you push they push back snap down near arm far leg you push they push boom near arm far leg um there's there, yeah there's a lot of good moves off pressure indeed there are mm-hmm. okay so anything else in the um i we kind of touched on iowa state you and i iowa state covered oh well, we didn't talk about the biggest match of the night which was what what 84 scop paris oh my gosh you want to speak about pressure and snaps yeah that well, snap in the third period, oh my goodness, that was tremendous. Yeah, so Paris was kind of on the brink. It looked like it was, he was mm. about to get carvered, uh, truly. Yes. He I almost made me look like a fool because <laughs> I said there was no way he was getting carvered. I know. So I kind of think he got carvered. Just, he just won. No, I think he reversed carvered Cassiope on that snap because he it, got it was, Cassiope. See, was I could classic call an ambulance, but not for me scenario okay a couple yes, things on this one i don't understand the pair the uh so the neutral danger zone call so paris is on his back here no, no he's not past 45 look yes uh, he's neutral danger is 90, 90. Uh, yeah i know that guys he's, he's no, way beyond 90 he's 45 he's not he's past not 45 he's not 45 he's like 75 oh i think so for sure then it should be locked hands on Cassie. Get a protractor, bro. That's okay. That's what I said, Christian. Should be locked if hands. this is not an actual near fall situation, then it's locked hands. Yeah. Uh, it looked like it was 45 to me. 
Um, he's like, I mean, I wouldn't have been surprised if they started counting, but yeah, yeah. But okay, this is actually relatively easy to get out of uh, because he actually needs Cassiope. If can we bring up, can we have a picture of this so I can just show you what I'm talking about? Can we put uh, a picture yeah. on the show? Is that legal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, screenshot. That's yeah, I'll screenshot it. Okay, screenshot mm-hmm. it, and then I want to talk about this because uh, I I told you I love I love the neutral danger zone thing uh, and using it. Um, and this is kind of like something I do, but it it would be so easy for Mason Paris to have bailed and just sat up on him. Um, Cass needs to cover the head with his legs. That's when it gets really tricky because then it makes it difficult for them to to elevate their head at all and sit up. Um, you got the picture up here yet? No, I can't. I don't even have the screenshot ready. Oh, darn it all. Okay, Eddie. Well, so um, his one arm is trapped, but his other arm is free, but he's holding himself in because he's holding his arms right here. And then Cassiope doesn't have the head pinch. So if Mason Paris wanted, he could have let go and then sat up. And then, you know, it is a race there because if Cassiope can sit up faster, um, he could potentially catch him on his back and pin him. Um, but Paris would have the lead in the race to the sit-up, if that makes any sense at all. It does. It does. Okay. I, I thought the whole match was kind of sloppy, honestly. Um, it started kind of weird. Really? With, um, yeah, I thought there was some really easy-looking takedowns and, like, entries there. I mean, I thought that even the, the neutral danger was, was strange. It seemed like it, I don't know, not a position yeah, you would expect points. My my take was that early earlier in the um earlier in the matches that man Paris is just a lot better. He's gonna blow him out, and I thought like man, I picked Cassiope to cover, and he's getting drilled. And then sure enough, you know he gets a little he gets Paris a little bit tired, and kind of starts coming back on him. Um, and then you know does the does that I don't I don't I don't know what he calls him. I actually don't have a name for that move either. Um. But the move where he catches him on his back or almost catches him on his back. Yeah. Paris's hands were not locked. What? Show, can we put the screenshot up? Hold on. It's also like a 20-second long uh, ordeal, so I got to find the right yeah. place to screenshot it. Okay. Well, we, uh, damn it, because we can't play the video, huh? Son of a... Uh... Maybe we could play it for us. All right, I'm sending it to <laughs> the you. The audience will not watch it. Now, so strong, strong performance by Iowa in general. I mean, it was a, it was a skeleton crew for Michigan. I mean, no, yes, no Ragason, no Amin, uh, and they got thumped eight to two, and really, um, what was they didn't wrestle Amin on Sunday either, but they did wrestle Ragason. No, I was saying what their other win was. You know, Amin or uh, Acid didn't wrestle. Or Assad didn't wrestle against uh, against Fine Silver. It very potentially could yeah. have been nine one. Uh, they keep putting that really rough backup in. He's just taking so many L's. Yeah, I mean, it's odd they don't have an actual one eighty four pound backup. They keep having to move guys up. Who? Oh, they're, you're saying they don't actually even have one? It seems like they don't. They're they're throwing out a sixty five pounder. Yeah, seems like they don't, huh? Um. Medley put up a decent fight, got us got us the win on. I unfortunately always picked the same thing, but got got a only a major decision. Uh, no no pin or tech fall in the first period, so that was great uh, that we got the win on that one. And then I think we got to talk about Kobe Seaman. Well, Will Luan, we talked brought up before the show. He is on 
quite the stretch. Six overtimes in nine matches, losing some bad matches. And Kobe Seabrick get beats Will Luan. He now I think he moves into the top ten probably. Um all right, we have the screenshot for for Mason. Um you want that's not that's pretty close to forty five. Right that's there. not a takedown yet though. This is before oh, that was before sorry. the dangerous yeah, call. Yeah, look at well, I, here. This here is, you can see it right here, and that is no. Not I'm 45. sorry. So he's holding this the is, foot. He's holding. He's holding the foot here. This is what I was talking about. This, this okay. No. Talk through it, Ben. Yeah. So his left hand. His, so the head is not covered by Cassiope's foot, right? And so if he pulls his left hand out here, he can then use it to start sitting up, and then he can hip heist his hips because you know Cassiope's at his waist. Um, and then it's going to be a race to see whoever sits up first, right? Because you're going to end up kind of like chest to chest as you both try to sit up. To pull that left hand, wouldn't he have to sit more towards his back, though? You just it you looks just like pull it's it out and start like push it. You can like start pushing up that way. Mm. So you pull it out to the side, start pushing up, kind of into into uh, Cassiope. I mean, obviously, the earlier you do this, the better. Like if you can do it like almost immediately, it's the best. Man, I think you're. I think. Listen, we don't have the angle, but I think you're crazy. Oh, you think you it's forty-five? Think a, I you're, you you have to acknowledge it could be forty-five. Look at this one. They call too. Okay, there's sure. different periods of time, like but it's not a takedown yet, so you can't be getting back points yet. That is Go, true. He only calls two. Look, look at here's these. Where it is stopped. Who oh, is up? He's not yes, even close. Not so why is it take him so long to call the takedown? I mean, he's on his back for a while. Because you have to go danger one. Because it's one of those situations go where back. the refs are 13. If you go to 13 and 15, okay. he's on his... That's that's 90, 1,000% there right. for, for neutral danger. So within three seconds, he should be... Yeah, but the... Hold on, Christian. The, the referee is... You're, you're th- you know, in some of these crazy 16. scrambles, they're, they're not immediately acknowledging... These type of things, they're letting it kind of play out for a couple of things, and then they do it. I mean, you can say that's wrong, but that is what happens. Yeah, but he's holding him from fourteen conservatively from fourteen on. All right, well, let's watch the actual. Match he gives it I, at I'm nine. Pretty sure he gives it at nine, right. and he's on his back from nine on. He is not at forty-five. Now these refs—they're just showing Max Muir and Sweet Shiner on the YouTube. They love it. Not yet. Right, hold on. One more click. Okay, so are we? Are you watching the video, Christian? Or are you? That's that's like a ninety degree angle right there. I mean, actually, he's on his back way earlier, but it's uh like the referee's not. Yeah. Another thing with neutral danger, you can't. They can't. They can't count if both are on their backs. So Cassiope has Ooh, to recover. That is true. And turn his hips down or his back down. It seems like uh, it should either be ninety points. Look at that. That is close. Yeah, send that screenshot right now. But I don't think it's forty-five. Well, you just don't. You just guys are dug in at this point. You, you I mean, well, so are you. I'm, I'm watching the video right because he's on his back. Yeah, and I said it's close, but I don't think that's forty-five. Yeah, he gets a hard bridge after. Oh yeah, you you can watch his. Uh, so Christian, watch the video. Hold on, watch the video. You I can watch did. Mason's right shoulder, which is the upper shoulder. It it like rotates. Towards closer to ninety after the takedown is given, he's probably still at ninety-ish, but it's definitely not forty-five. Yeah, because obviously mean, at this point he's just trying to—you know—he's not trying to wrestle anymore. He's just trying to not be on his back. Yeah, listen, I've seen quicker and less degreed, but near less degreed than the ref called it wrong. Zero on the clock. There's zero on the clock, so it doesn't even matter. Like at this point, zero on the clock. Yes, at that mm. point. 
But you go half a second before, that's where we were at right before that. Hey, dude, no. Can we talk about this sequence, though? How awesome was <laughs> I totally forgot this happened, and I was going nuts when it happened. Are you guys watching the video right now? Um, No. Oh, man. You oh, guys the, oh, the, the Tom Brands with the brick? Yeah, where he's, like, looking at him, and then Terry's like, yeah, throw that brick. <laughs> ah! They're, like, getting each other juiced up. It's freaking awesome. It was funny. And also, um, I thought was it like, was. You want me to throw this? You want me to throw this? Yeah, yeah. Get him. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> gassed up the entire. I mean, they were just rabid. But then he didn't have to throw it. They just looked at it on their own. But also, <laughs> why save it? Because that was literally the, I think. <sighs> It's the last match. So there's no reason to save it, but they looked at it anyways. Yes. Oh my God. That was so awesome. <laughs> I yeah. loved it. So um, uh, weird match. I, I thought that was a, just a strange match all, all around from both, man, both guys. You're a little too like This is like, go ahead. That felt like Cassiope's time to beat Mason. It was like the yeah. Sorensen Zane match. Like yeah. if this was the time you were going to do it. If you were going to do it. Um, um Hey, I feel like you calling them sloppy was like that time you said uh, Mark <laughs> Schultz and Lou Bannock were JV wrestlers. Well, that's <laughs> never been said. But if you didn't know that those were two super credential guys, you'd be like, this is this is pretty amateur looking. That was just how the wrestling looked at that point in time. Okay. that's Exactly. That's my point then. That's what it used to look like. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, at 7-5, you're like, oh, man. Mason's broke. He gave up two takedowns in very little time. The takedown he gave up was like, first not of all, good. Was, I mean, watch that takedown. Look, all right. That was not a good takedown. You're right. I, I also that I is had the sloppy same Joe. Are, what the heck is that? Well, he called it sloppy Joe. I I had the same feeling you did. I said, oh my god, Paris is so freaking tired right now. This might be over because he didn't even do a move. He just somehow wound up on top. It was not good. But then he gets away, and was I'm going to call it underhook throw by Christian. Yeah, I don't think this was a snap as much from Mason as like a really good fake and like got a hard reaction, yes. overreaction from Cassiope and ran behind. Yes. I don't think he snapped him like uh, to to his hands as much as just the fake got a crazy reaction. Yeah, the and fake then, was real deal. And then he wrote him out, and that was it. It was a very short period of time where it looked like Cassiope was definitely going to win, and then Mason immediately gets away. S sparing Michigan of, of a total disaster uh, dual performance against against Iowa. If Cassiope wins there, it's like... Yeah, but g given the lineup that they put out there, I mean, I, I think at most you probably expected them to win three, which would be that one, Fine Silver, and... Uh, Luan was probably the one you expected. Yeah. Um, I mean, they put out their normal lineup. Maybe you're probably favoring Ragason and potentially you're favoring Amin also, but that one's super close. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's not quite a I actually heard a rumor about a certain 197 going to Michigan and then it yeah, never Woodley. panned out. Yeah. I don't you know what that happened. rumor too. I mean, he was there. He was tr like, I think traveling with them. Woodley's been there. What? I didn't hear that far, but I heard that's where he was going. Yeah. I mean, I think that was what was – that was the plan, I think, for both. I don't know if something fell through on the admission side. I don't have any inside yeah. info as to what – Obviously, because he would have to be eligible by this point. Otherwise, he's not eligible because it's we're three weeks in the semester or something. Right, right. So I yeah. don't know what 
what this what's going on there. But mm-hmm. yeah, that w- he would help them. He would help them considerably. Hey, Christian, I did not see this. Um, did you see someone said Glory hurt his shoulder this weekend and had to medical forfeit with about twenty seconds left in the match? It looked like he was in a lot of pain. Uh, I don't think he had to medical forfeit the match. I think he still won. Uh, I think the match was like over, but he was definitely in pain. Uh, I could be Dang. wrong about that. I watched it, so my mem- okay. I literally watched it yesterday. So my memory is either really terrible, or I'm right. Who was it? Lehigh against Lehigh. He was man. It's weird. He had he had sort of a strange weekend. He was, I, I'll say, like drilling on Ryan Miller of Penn, and then yeah. fell fell off a cliff and got ridden out in the third period. Gave a bunch of stall. What? Um, and then. You're correct, Lee- Christian. He wins 12 to 5. He definitely does not medical forfeit. He does not medical forfeit. He wins. I mean, the match is over when he gets hurt. Probably if there were 20 seconds left, it wouldn't have surprised me if he did it. But they said it was a stinger, uh, Coach Ayers, and then he's fine. He's already way better. Oh, so just kind of a yeah. scary moment. Ayers but hurt. The Lehigh guy was just kind of like spamming rolls and do, just doing everything he could to get away. And then Ace had an awkward landing. And Glory just kind of landed right on his head and neck off one of the rolls and then sort of went limp and gave up the a reversal as time expired. And he was in a lot of mm. pain. Uh, so, but apparently fine, which thank goodness. Don't want to see anyone's senior year derailed like that. Mm-hmm. He's I good. Agree. He looks good, but then he just he gets tired. But the thing is, for for him... The, the big matches are going to be like, obviously, round Later. one NCAAs, quarterfinal round um, of, which is a, a morning yep. round, right? He's going to be mm-hmm. heavy, recently weighed in there. But then, you know, the biggest matches he'll wrestle, semis and finals, he should be yep. completely hydrated and, and feeling feeling fine. So, really, those will be the big tests where Glory's likely most vulnerable. And we'll see who he's facing yep. in those matches, but. Uh, definitely something to monitor. The cut is not going to get any easier for him. Coach Ayers was like, he needs these. He needs to feel this. He needs the weigh-in. So it's good. Nice. And no, nothing at NCAAs is a one-hour weigh-in, though. I believe they're all twos. Yes. If I remember correctly. And you also have the, uh, the benefit of the stupid pigtail round. Pigtail round. Eats up a little, <laughs> I don't know, 30 minutes anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Should should be. Depend. He'll be the number two seed, so he's also on the bottom bracket. Give him another fifteen minutes or something. <laughs> oh yeah, now, now we're like, man, it very legitimately could be like a three-hour weigh-in for him for yeah um, round one, but then quarters no, it'll be like right quarters at no. two hours. Mm-hmm. Okay, Bastida goes down to Bronigal, Ben. Did you know this? I I looked at it. I saw yesterday. I was. I had a youth wrestling tournament, and then I had a rest. I was coached practice. I was even late. I was two minutes late to the practice. I stayed at the youth wrestling tournament too long, and then I had some private lessons. So I was just like, I saw the result, and I was like, "What the?" Because Braun Nagel, uh, Braun Nagel, um, Bastido looked great against uh, Wyatt Volker on Friday night. He was trying to major him and uh, almost major him at the buzzer. Yeah, so I was shocked he lost to Braun Nagel. Well, he he. He plays the game with the bouncing on one foot, and some got sometimes yeah. guys can finish, and that's what Bronigal did. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, what compounded the issue was his inability to get off the bottom. Mm-hmm. He got ridden out for I don't know forty five seconds, maybe at the end of the second for that takedown. Which is weird because we said that wasn't an issue anymore. 
We just talked about that last week, I feel mm-hmm. like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he got away no problem from Bonacorsi, but not not against Bronigal. And then he gets the takedown in the third, but he can't he and he gets a restart with twenty three seconds left. And if he rides out, it goes to overtime. And Bronigal got away in like nine seconds, which Dang. both preserved riding time but also put him up to um so Good win there for Bronigal, who's now beaten Jacob Warner and Younger Bastida. It, this was a bounce back oh, for Bronigal, oh, who was coming off two losses. Yeah, because he just lost him. He lost that one to Caffey where he got taken out twice, remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he lost to Allred uh, the Friday before that. What's Allred's losses on the year? Feels like he's had a really strong... He's had a good year. He should be top He 10-ish. lost to Warner. Warner. That um, that is like if you're an Iowa fan, you're like kind of hanging on to that. Like people, that's a win that's kind of getting dismissed. But Allred's looking has lost, looked really good. Lost to Sloan yeah. and Trumbull. Lost to Trumbull three times this year. Lost to Sloan twice. Damn. Hey, how did uh, I did not watch the match? Sorry, just twice. How did uh, Amos get the other point against um, Boy? Because he got it like in the first period, so it couldn't have been ride time or anything. Was it like know. a uh, stall or was it what? I didn't watch the duel, Ben. Okay, damn it all. You're um, my guy that knows everything. There's, it's hard to watch everything, and you, you really got to huh? you have to prioritize. And Foy Amos was not on on the list. Hey, but yeah, Foy is actually having a solid year. I know, I know, but there's still there's so many solid matches yeah. uh, on a given weekend. But Barnett McKee, Ben, oh, you blew my it. Goodness, break my heart. You were so close. <laughs> I lost some. Oh man, I lost three times on Barnett because I picked Barnett, and so one time I say, "Okay, I'm gonna go the other direction." Then he wins, and all the data was pointing for yes. McKee, which was should have been our first sign that he was gonna lose. I think you literally said that. Yeah, that may be a, be a direct <laughs> quote. Like we knew, but we we just didn't we didn't do it. We didn't act on our better judgment. Well, Dude, how close was Patty at this takedown at the, the end of the third period? So close. Oh, my God. I actually am kind of surprised they didn't call it. So I, I was saying this before the show, watching it with JD. Ooh. It's like, isn't it weird in wrestling where you can get this rear standing gimmick and a dude does a roll and immediately comes behind, but you give up a takedown. But you can yeah. hold a guy on their back for... I don't know, a second, second and a half, and you don't get anything. Yeah, it's weird. And I don't think that was a takedown by by the rule for for Patty. No, but it is a weird juxtaposition when you're like, yeah, this is worth two. But this is this is rightly zero. And both are the right calls. It's just bad rules. What's the the hand? The hand down is such a bad rule. But I do think. Uh, you know what the referees are saying? And I, I don't know if they're giving themselves air cover, but now I feel like wrestlers are adjusting. If you don't put the hand down and then roll, if you mm-hmm. just roll, they don't call it two. So they're looking for the hand down. So if you just go straight into Granby, and it feels as though wrestlers have made that adjustment now where they're they're just, because the hand doesn't really do much, they're just skipping that step essentially. True. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, Gallagher was really, really close there to, to knocking off Peyton That's Rob. another hand around the waist situation, though. Um, mm-hmm. Well, you were talking about that with Ethan Smith, Labriola, Coach JD. No, 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 no. We were talking about with Patty two times. Oh, oh okay. okay. He did it twice. He Labriola. No. I may have, but yeah. I didn't mean to. Sinclair does this really. 
I actually kind of hate it, but he's so freaking good at it. Where he goes around the waist, but then he does like a a Penn State knee trap on the uh, on the near ankle, so they can't roll out of it. It's really good. I kind of like don't like it, but like he's so good at it. It's like okay, just keep doing that because you're freaking ridiculously good at it. Yeah, find something. He gets there so fast with his knees pinched on their foot. Dang. Yeah. Beast mode. When's his next hard match? See, no one can touch him in Wisconsin, right? Oh, uh, so we we kind of moved everyone away from each other. So um, him and Mirasolos <laughs> both did battles, uh, AWA duels. So Cole Mirasolos going heavyweight, Aiden's going two twenty, Connor's going one ninety five, Mulvaney's going eighty two, and Riddle at seventy. Wow, you so all the up, nationally huh? ranked guys moved away from each other. They're all your guys, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dang. Yeah. So you just tell yeah. them where to go. No, they kind of well, they kind of had the discussion. Everyone wrestled each other AWA duels uh, in October, and then they had the discussion. All right, yeah, getting their state titles. So uh, let's see, uh, when will they wrestle again? I think we may do this thing as Pinnacle in April potentially, uh, but then probably just getting ready for the U.S. Open. U.S. Okay. Open, baby! It's not oh that my far away. Gosh, I'm so pumped for that. It's gonna be a great yeah. U.S. Open. It really will be. You and that that is like the craziest weekend because you have the U seventeens, which is huge. You have the U twenties, which is huge, and then the U.S. Open. Like last year, the U.S. Open was like a ghost town, but this year mm-hmm. it's actually going to be like really, really good. It's quite important. <laughs> quite important, yes. It's gonna be awesome. Okay, I'm looking at this. Uh... Where else should uh, we go here? We didn't really talk about Pitt, NC State, because Pitt had had. Um, had had kind of a really nice stretch and then nc state kind of whooped up on him a little bit yeah it's it's weird Pitt kind of beat up on tech nc state beat yeah. up on Pitt, and yes. tech narrowly uh beat nc state now all three teams are four and one in the acc yes. so there's maybe going to be a, a split for that dual title unless they have some sort of tiebreaker criteria yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that was uh uh because yeah, Pitt had been so they bar- barely lost to Iowa State. They had beaten up on Virginia Tech kind of soundly. Mm-hmm. Um and then they lost in this one they lost seven to ten matches, I think is what they lost, right? Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Heller yeah. though took out um Singleton. I he's pretty tough. Yes. Singleton has not been I actually was mm-hmm. kind of thinking Singleton would be a little better as a true freshman. You know, you look at the success that um, uh, Caleb Henson had, for example, and if, like, last year, say, in May or June, you would have said, hey, who's going to be better as a freshman, Matt, Matt Singleton or Caleb Henson? I probably would have bet on Singleton. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of surprised he hasn't. Hey, you know what? He might. What's up? His red shirt might not be pulled. They they could maybe Let's pull see. him back. Let me see. Journeyman well, so he's Classic. Got the Journeyman Classic. Collegiate duels, that's just one. Dave Lehman yep. Open, NC State, uh, UVA, that's and good. Pitt, NC that's State. Five. So he's at five, so they could pull him back. Because mm-hmm. he lost to Incontrera, Darian Roberts, and Joey Milano yeah. to start the season, which yeah, wild. But yeah, to, to your point, at worst, you would think, oh, these two will probably have a comparable season. Yeah. First year. I was really and- impressed with Matt Singleton last year, he's, he was really good as a senior. Yeah, I think you definitely pull him back if you can. I don't have a great option. 
come in for him at 65, though. Yeah, but at but this there, point... Um, yeah, at this point, how many points is Matt Singleton going to score for you at NCAAs? If, if he... I mean, he's a fringe qualifier at best. Uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. He beats... So he lost to Heller. What is the... Who are the big dogs at seven? Oh, oh, 65. So he started at yeah, 74, and then he dropped down to 65. So yeah. 65, you got Heller, Connor Brady, him. Who's NC, uh, UNC have at um, 65? I don't think it's anyone very good. Yeah, no one very good. So the the reality is for Coach Papalizio, it's like, yeah, he may not be great, but he could make the ACC finals. That's something that could literally tip yeah. uh, a championship for them because um, he beat – he beat Connor Brady, right? Who is their other guy? NC State's other guy. Who were they starting prior to, uh, prior to him coming in the lineup? Fields. I feel like it was someone who wasn't terrible. Derek Fields. Derek Fields. Oh, Derek Fields. Yeah, Derek Fields kind of had a good redshirt year, and then he hasn't been very good this year. What the heck? And they have um, who is the other kid? Um, Cates started kid a couple times for him too. Donald who? Cates. Donald Cates. Donald Cates. He he had kind of a good year last year, also. Yeah. Interesting. That they so looking not... at Fields, he lost to Cates three uh, one. So he might be their their better option. Um, trying to what? see if there's a win in here to hang your hat on. Not, not really. really. Oh yeah, Justin McCoy Maybe. is another pretty solid sixty five pounder. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what they're gonna do there. But it could literally tip the uh, entire. I would probably just redshirt Matt Singleton. Give it. I mean, mm-hmm. Cates and Fields are not. He is not a gigantic step up from those two. He's maybe a step up, but not that much better. Yeah, he, Cates, Techvald, um, Salazar from UNC, but I don't know if that's their UNC starting that guy. Be, that can't be I their don't starter. Think so. Let's see. If you click on there, uh, there, yeah, Joey Mazzara. It looks like yes. he's their best guy. Yes. Yeah. 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 So our professional opinion, redshirt Matt Singleton. Yes, for sure. No, but man, Matt Singleton beat up on Aiden a couple times last year. And then where else? Was Maybe I watched him at the, either the U.S. Open or the Junior Trials. And that's, I was really impressed. Who did he wrestle at the Junior Trials? Was it Raleigh? Or I think he came back and beat Raleigh. Did he beat someone then, good at Doc B, too? Am I, am I remembering correctly? Did he lose he, to Barr? Maybe he lost to Josh Barr or something like that? He had bar in the finals, at, um, or in the open. yeah, he lost in the so. quarters to him uh, um, huh. at World Team Trials. Yeah, no, I should thought I thought he was going to do a little better this year. I thought him and Henson would be relatively, and actually Henson, I I mean I'm I was wrong on for sure, but I want I watched him to scout for Mitchell, um, and I was kind of really unimpressed with the diversity of his offense. And I said, Mitchell, here's you got to watch out for like the, these one or two things, and uh, and then just. I think he's kind of slow on his feet, and you can blow the doors off him, and that was what happened. Um, and, but obviously, I've been wrong because he's been freaking on fire. I mean, I was yeah. right in that match, but I was wrong overall because he's been on fire this year. Yeah. Can't wait to watch Mitchell. He does not want to wrestle varsity next yeah. year. He wants to, he wants to redshirt Olympic? Uh, well, he, no, he, well, this would be his redshirt year, so he would have to either oh, yeah. Olympic redshirt, which he does qualify for, or wrestle, one of the two. So okay. uh, I don't think he's set on that. He's wrestling in Belarus, Bulgaria. Uh, he's going somewhere. He was going to go to Egypt, I told you, but then USA Wrestling gave his damn spot away. Oh, really? Who'd they uh, give it to? Yeah. Evan? What? 
Who'd they give it to? I, I don't. I don't recall. He said he was annoyed, uh, and uh, this is all from him, so I can't say this is fact. He was annoyed because he was under the impression that if it was a world team member, that his spot was given away without even asking him or whatever. If someone wanted to go, but it wasn't a world team member, they just gave it to someone else without asking him mm. when they had initially kind of said he could do it. So I don't know. Let's see. So he's going to yeah, Bulg- he's going to Sofia, Bulgaria. Uh, that is March two through five. That tournament. The cool. Dan Kolov. Good luck to uh, good luck to Mitchell mm-hmm. there. All right. Um, so I saw this uh, Spay, I think, or was it Kozak? Um, of course put it in our group slack that 35 countries including us germany and australia will demand that russia and belarusian athletes are banned from the 24 olympics what so there, there is a strong coalition of powers and us germany australia are pretty powerful especially for summer olympics to keep them out so we'll see but that's a lot of political power asking for for something so I don't know. I don't know if that's enough because Russia has serious pull within the IOC, as we have known over the years. <laughs> but, yeah, so monitoring that, that makes me not think they'll be in for the uh, 23 Worlds either, which is likely yeah. expected. So who knows? Yeah, that's uh, – okay, so <laughs> given that, that given that fact – uh, you know, when we talk about the, the greatest of all time American wrestlers, does that color any of the discussion that some of these guys are going to have two and or three years potentially without any Russian opponent who would maybe hurt their chances at meddling? Yeah, yes. I mean, absolutely it will. Think about 84 and how we talk about those Olympics. Yeah. Um, now you're going to have guys like um, uh, going three years consecutively without, probably in a lot of the cases, without the toughest opponent in the bracket. Right. Wild, in most huh? cases, that's the case. And, you know, what does it do for, you know, for think of Sajalayev. Is this going to, is he going to get through this Olympic cycle having not been able to wrestle and be like, all right, forget it. I'm done. I did this. Yeah. But at, at, at best, he keeps going, but you've taken away potentially three, three World years. Olympic titles. And so then his, his case for, the greatest of all time becomes a lot more difficult because if he ran the table, he would be at was it ten nine? Yes, I think and, I think the Olympics would have put him at ten exactly. And that would be I think what is uh, Satyev had nine I think, mm-hmm. and then who's next after that? Is it or Med Medved might be higher than him potentially? What's Bela Glazov at? That's, yeah, I don't think Bela Glazov's as high as them. He did a lot. Hold on, style. A six-time world, two-time Olympic. He's at eight. He's at eight, yeah. So Medved, okay, so the most is one and is seven. And nine and 84. Okay. Oh, yeah. Medved and Jordanoff both won seven, but I don't, I think this discounts the Olympics because um, it's not. Uh, so Med, yeah, Med, okay, here, I got it. Medved won seven world and three Olympics. So Tiev won six world and three Olympics. Belgazov won six world and two Olympics. And Fedzayev won six world and two Olympics. Got it. Then Jordanov is after that seven and one. So Sedjulayev was already number six on the list with five and two. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, 
you gotta wonder how much training he's doing too. You might, and if you're chilling for what two, years. three years, it's like, do I really want to go back to serious training? I feel like his style yeah. is like, like he can he can turn it up for a couple months and just be ridiculous. Like I don't think he need is someone that needs yeah. to stay in that sort of like. 2017 yeah. happened. Dang, he, what he Denver's went wild uh, yeah, about- but 2017 he went up from 86 to 97. He was a 92 kilo guy. He wrestled 92 For that sure. year, and he lost in the last bit to because a guy. He got tired. Yeah, he got tired, but he was small. That's why he got tired. He grew into the weight, and he's really not had a competitive match since. We, we don't know too. Maybe he wasn't training as hard. Maybe he took that one for granted. There's no one I don't know. knows for sure, right? Yeah, but there's you. What is factual is the move up and the fact that he wrestled at 92 that year for for the most part and then yeah, entered at 97. Factual. All yeah. I'm saying is he might be a little fat and happy right now. I'm, I'm chilling. I've enjoyed fat the past happy. three years. I don't even want to focus here for two months. Possible. Possibly. I don't um, What's wild about this, I'm looking at this chart of most all times. You go down to at, at the five, the people who have won five total is number 15 to number 20. And then at 21, it's four total. You're going to have a whole bunch of Americans starting to enter this list without Russia because I was Burroughs is already on there. Snyder is already on there. Um, but you're going to have Taylor, Dake, um, getting, uh, you know, starting to move up this list because if they win again this year and then 2024, they're the strong favorites. You're going to have a whole bunch of the guys on, you know, starting to move up to the top of this list. Yeah. Wow been quite an era for sure okay um i feel like we bounced around a lot did we did we talk about the fact that um i know we talked about luan's loss but we talk about like how does this change how we view kobe seabrick at all heading into Uh, i mean yeah a little bit a little bit he's kind of a wild card um yeah, I mean, dude, 157 is wild because, like, Brayton Lee just is, like, he beat Brayton Lee also, but you're like, Brayton Lee just not very good this year. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, yeah. Um, well, look at the rank. Okay, I'll pull up the rankings, 57. Um, so, obviously, had, O'Connor's look great. Rob's been solid. Frannick's been really good. Humphreys, we haven't really heard much about. No, Who's he you're right. Let's look at that. I'm yeah, pulling yeah. up Josh Humphreys of Lehigh. He's really good on top. He beat Ed Scott. Okay. But now that Ed Scott is not looking that good because Ed Scott's taking some He beat G7-6. Wow. Um, he only had 12 matches. He pinned to Jean Casto, who is just getting bodied on a weekly basis. <laughs> Man, Jean Casto's been so good. And then he's not good. I don't know. Ed Scott teched him, uh, nearly, nearly pinned him. Is that, uh, hey, isn't that so weird how that happens? So, so Dejan Casto, for those of you guys who don't know, was a Citadel guy, and he graduated, and he wanted to do his last year somewhere else, and he went to Pitt. And obviously, obviously, I think really highly of Keith Gavin and what he's doing at Pitt. But sometimes when they go for their last year places, you know, Taylor. I mean, Wisconsin's had a few of them, and I pay attention because they're in Wisconsin. But you know, you've had uh, I was Taylor Lamont this year. You had uh, who was the Ohio kid last year who was really good at Ohio, and he was freaking terrible. One seventy four, one seventy four. Huh? He was a round of twelve guy for Ohio. <laughs> Yes, he wrestled Peyton Mako. It was Kent State. Oh, K- Kent State, maybe Mac McNally, uh, McNally. McNally. 
Yeah. He was like really tough. And then he was awful at Wisconsin. Chris Weiler, another round of 12 guy who was awful at Wisconsin. It's so weird how sometimes these guys who are like in their last year, they go somewhere else and it almost has a, a hard regressive effect. You know what I'm saying? Like those yeah. three at Wisconsin have gotten way worse than they ever were at any point in their career. And Dejan Castle will be another example of this. And it's just like, I don't know, it's kind of like one of those things that messes with your mind a little bit. Yeah. And it's sort of hard to understand like why with Casto, because the program is like doing great, but just yeah. for, for whatever reason, it's not working right now for, for him to where he's, a, he, he's yeah. a French qualifier, but yeah, Humphreys to, to the broader point, Humphreys has passed every test, won every match. He's undefeated with a win over Ed Scott. So he's appropriately ranked at fourth, but yeah. he's one of those guys at fourth where you're like, you could see him not placing. For sure. So he's going to go into NCAAs undefeated, right? Because there's no one in the EIWA who can beat him. No. Who's the next highest EIWA ranked guy? Well, we would have been able to say we would think Quincy Monday would, but he's at 65. So we won't. Quincy Monday, come on, dude. Go back down. I don't think it's going to happen. Artelona? Artelona's the next highest ranked guy at 24. (laughs) Man. Dang. Right? Well, so none of these guys should lose at their conference because O'Connor's beat uh, Edonian, so he probably won't lose the conference. Frannick should probably not be challenged. I mean, Peyton Robb is the most likely of those three to lose at conference because he actually has some really good dudes to beat. He does. I think they're all – I think it all sort of separates in a way that they should all win their conferences. Even Peyton. You would think. You yeah, know, he'd Peyton's have to lose a- to Kendall – or it's it's not Haynes. that it's not tough. Haynes, yeah, Haynes. Carr? Haynes would be the one, I guess. Yeah. And one thing we're forgetting is Mike Carr. I mean, he's he's made, he's made it easy Move to forget up. because he's been gone for so long, and then he now he did he's, not exist, and now he re-exists. For all I knew, yeah, I just thought it was over with Mike Carr. But he he also hasn't wrestled all the matches. He's, he's only, only done four, four matches. matches now. I think he's like he's in medical school, so he's he's only wrestled. He beat Seabrick, and it was 12-7, but it wasn't – he dominated Seabrick. He was just so much better on his feet. But then he's only faced, like, Seabass Swigum, Jason Crazer, and Kevin Shork. Um, Ben's laughing. Well, Ben's la- just, the name was funny. The names are funny. Like, Seabass Swigum to Kevin Shork. You don't know who Kevin Shork is. You've never heard of this guy. You don't know where he's from, <laughs> what high school he wrestled at. You know nothing uh, about him. I know he's 0-9. Oh, God. Um Swigum, for example, I know he was an Apple Valley kid. He was pretty tough. Some of yeah. our guys wrestled him. You know, you know, you know a lot of these guys. And then you know, short, you're like, never heard of this dude ever in my life. Yeah. So cars, cars, a he's a tough guy. But yeah, Haynes would probably be the one. So I would say Rob is the most likely to to lose of the big dogs at 157. Um, albeit a favorite, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. But yeah, for Seabrick, it's like. Is he's I think Kyle Kleeman wrote an article about it, but his ascent is really not one any of us saw coming, right? We None weren't even we were not talking about him as the starter for Iowa at Iowa's weakest weight, right? We're like fifty seven, yes. uh, it kinda doesn't matter, but whoever goes, they're not gonna they're well, probably fringe. You know what a guy who was Ratchy. tough, Christian? Ratchy. Ratchy was tough even at even as recently as UWW juniors last year. I believe he gassed out Pinero and teched him. Well, that was easy to do at that point in time. That was no, then. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Stop! Don't don't do revisionist history because 
Panero Johnson made the U.S. Open finals, beating a lot of good people at 70 kilograms. And then I don't know if Ratchy was not in that field or only wrestled the trials, but yeah, at the trials, he gassed him out and I, I believe teched him. So Ratchy had very recently been really good. I don't know what happened between then and the season or if Seabrick's just better. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. How's, how good's Ratchy this year? I mean, he's been wrestling at 49 too, so maybe that's a better weight for him. Um, I don't think he necessarily looked small at 57. Yeah, then that the weight class I was referencing was 154. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we thought Ratchy, Brett Lee, Reyna. We weren't talking about Seabrick. And then Seabrick's been the guy all year, and he he's clearly an All-American contender. Um, and if uh, you looked at his previous – if you look at his Russell stat, yeah, it's not very he good. was not – he was a 49-pounder for three years. He had some a couple wild losses in there. No wins. You're like, where this even looked possible? And – he beat somebody really good at U twenty threes in like twenty 2020 twenty or twenty twenty one. He did. Yeah, I can't remember. I remember that too. Yeah, I can't. remember. He did the classic Iowa backup ball out at a U twenty three. Tale as old as time. National tournament. Yeah, he beat someone good. I can't recall either. He's looking it up I in mean, this his little machine. He wasn't here. necessarily as, as bad as as um, you know. You kind of made him out to be. I don't say his last years is not that good. Um, he tech followed Josh Breeding, who wasn't terrible at Princeton, who I think started for some time, and then he lost to Ogan Sanya and Tariq, who are both really good. So it's yeah. like I feel like there's Pretty just good. not a lot of data there at all. Um, and then 2021 again, he only had I know I know obviously Cancelers not very good, and he lost to him. Um, but there's only three matches, right? So not a ton of data. And then before, then then you're three seasons back. So it's kind of like, eh, I almost don't even want to take that into account. I found it. 2020 U20s. He beat Zargo, Cam Robinson, and Josh Saunders. Who, wait, wait, say that one more time. Josh Robinson, uh, Josh Robinson, Josh Cam Robinson, Josh Saunders, and Joey Zargo. Who what happened thought- to Cam Robinson and Josh Saunders? Cam Robinson still at Iowa State. Not. Starting, yeah, Josh Saunders. I forgot about him completely. He was at the time that was a huge world team member and whatnot. Yeah, he was. He has not wrestled a match this year. He was thirteen and four a year ago. You can't redshirt at Cornell. Who's wrestling? Oh, he probably can't beat Cornella. But you would think he would do some open tournaments or something. Is he still on the roster? Even Hmm. hmm, he is still on the WrestleStat roster. Which honestly is probably as accurate as as most university rosters. They are. I'll tell you if he's still on the roster. Uh, he is still on the roster. Okay, still there. Okay. Uh, other other notable matches. You know, Tech did beat UNC pretty soundly, but two big wins for uh, UNC there with the major for O'Connor and also Lachlan McNeil majoring Tom Crook twelve to three. It's a pretty dominant mm, win. That was there. a good one. Very good win there. Um, I feel like Tom Crook uh, is another freshman who's maybe losing a little bit of steam. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, he's lost yes. three of his last four now. Ryan, well, they're amazing. Hundred percent. They're all they're all really good. Ryan Jack, Cole Matthews, and Lachlan McNeil. Yeah, the the McNeil one, you would say that's that's more of a winnable match than the other two. And he narrowly lost to Ryan Jack. That was extremely close. Yeah. Dang, actually, all of his losses this year are good. He lost to Jack twice, Kale Happel, Alan Hart, 
uh, Vince Cornella, Cole Matthews, and Lachlan McNeil. So he, he has seven losses, but I guess they're all good. So maybe my feeling is a little bit off. Well, I think... No, I don't think so. I think okay. we're like, maybe he's like a top 12, top 10 guy. And then he he kind of had winnable or matches. You're like, oh, this could be competitive. And he just, he's consistently lost those recently. So he's yes. he's going to qualify. He's probably guys going to win some matches. He's still, I would say, ahead of schedule for what most of us thought for this year. But maybe yeah. not an All-American tender this year. Ben, yeah. I remember what was it, two weeks ago or something, or maybe last week, you talking about a lot of freshman slumps having to do with weight. But what do you think about a lot of true freshman slumps later in the year having to do with just literally guys never having wrestled a season this long before? Um, I, So I guess I would push back on that. Just the first thing I heard is like some of these dudes, and probably, you know, this is one where, you know, we in Wisconsin don't have a super tough season, and if we did, we would probably pull. We would we would advise our guys to pull back other times, you know, because Max even doesn't really have a lot of his guys go to Super Thirty Two. But some of these dudes got longer seasons. I mean, they're wrestling at the Journeyman early in October. They're wrestling Super Thirty Two. They got these super tough seasons with Iron Man, Powerade, Beast of the East, and then right after they're going right into UWW Juniors or Cadets. So some of these dudes are actually wrestling like. I don't want to say 12 months a year, but some of them are wrestling like really competitively 9, 10, 11 months a year. Yeah. I mean, that, that was, I thought that's probably what you were going to say, Ben. Um, which I think is almost, I think it's definitely too much. And like I said, um, you know, we, we, we have our, I think it's, Max and I had this argument. I think it's really important that our guys go to Super 32 because Wisconsin guys are not seen a lot by college coaches um, because the tournaments, and we're getting better as a state, but they're just not that competitive. Whereas, you know, a PA guy in season is going to see Iron Man Super 32, or Super 32, Iron Man Powerade Beast East. They're going to see so many really good other people on the college coaches be paying attention. Yeah, not to mention their just regular scholastic schedule. That too, yeah. Through, you know, conferences or regionals, states, et cetera. McNeil on a heater, uh, Kozak's in the yes. chat kind of pointed it out. He's won 16 out of his loss, last 18, or he won those. He only lost to Bo and Cole Matthews 3-2. Crook beat him 3-2 this year, and he yeah. turns around and majors him. So big jump coming for him in the rankings hey. according to – one of our rankers. He kind of had a rough start because he lost. I mean, even the Bob Bartlett loss was early. That was pre-Christmas. But he lost three of his first six. So he lost to Colin Girardi, Tom Crook, and uh, and Cole Matten mm-hmm. for six matches. Yeah, so definitely turning it around. He beat Decatur, lost to Bartlett, but beat Vince Cornella, who we, we think is really good. So that's a strong... Mm-hmm. Strong showing for for Lachlan, who you know we only saw seven matches last year when he redshirted, so this is his first real season. Yes, he's looking good. Okay, want to get to some questions? Let's do it. Cool. Hey, I uh, meant to say this week, uh, JD, you gotta get on top of this. Iowa State, Wisconsin is Wednesday, so if we're doing picks on that, we need we need to, and we should have some of those picks there. Yeah, we need to do those on Wednesday. The pre picks picks. Yeah, Iowa State, Missouri, Car O'Toole week that's happening this week. Let's go! Oh boy, 
Ben, yeah. you said honestly, something audacious. You said something audacious in the text regarding 165 pound tears. What did I say? <laughs> oh. <laughs> he deserved it. Island three. Shane Griffin. Go, you go to overtime with wide sheets. You get moved back. Back in the line. <laughs> back in the line. Third tier now. Tier two. We'll go tier two. As I was arguing last week. Yes. Audacious. I, uh, I won't even be on Wednesday. That's show. not audacious. Keegan just majored him. Where, where are you going to be? You're going to be there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but you can't hop on. Uh, wait. Oh, you're going. Depends. You're going to be in Columbia, Missouri. I will be in Columbia, Missouri. Correct. JD, look at you go. I get on a flight Amazing. tomorrow. I know. Flying Whoa. tomorrow. We'll get. Uh, I'll get Bray or not Kozak. He's being a father. It's ridiculous. Four timer. Four time. Four time champ. <laughs> I love that you call oh him a four time champ because he has four kids. <laughs> I'm like Ben, a two time champion. No, I have three kids, Christian. <laughs> but I'm you're a two time NCAA champion. I don't know if you knew this. Oh, that's what you're at. I thought you're talking well, we we're talking about children, so I I have three kids. Well, there's different championships. If Ozzy wouldn't have been such a butthole, I would have had four kids. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh yeah, he was the worst. <laughs> just like he did to... not sleep. No, he no, oh. he didn't sleep for like a year and a half with he was just constantly a terrible sleeper and we were miserable. <laughs> When you don't sleep, life's hard. And then, we, you know, because we, we, we planned on having, we wanted four kids. And we went to sleep, we're like, we can't do another one of these. This is this is too much. Yeah. We had two, yeah. and they were great sleepers and everything. No problem. We're like, let's not push it. This is great. This is nice. You mm. could have been a four-timer. I could have been a four-time Coward. champ. I mean, I technically could still, well, it'd be tougher now, but. Uh, <laughs> uh, snip, snap situation. Um Anyway, I'm I'm refusing it. It actually leads to dementia, Christian. This is the argument I'm using with my wife. Really? I don't know why that. <laughs> yeah, would be. Go- Google it. Uh, the sperms cross the blood-brain barrier when that the snip happens and potentially leads to a rise in dementia among males. Look it up, guys. You can use well, that if it, argument. If it led to a rise in dementia among females, that'd be even weirder. Well, males, of course. <laughs> I know, but you said you felt you had to. Oh, I said uh, females. No, you said in males, uh, but it like. Uh, females oh, cannot have yeah. this procedure. I got, I got, I got you. It was, I was very redundant on that. Yeah. Well, now I want to yeah. Google this up. Now I'm worried about my health, and I don't want to be demented. <laughs> Dude, I could get it uh, uh, undone. Um, Und- yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Vasectomy yeah. radio live here. All right. Oh yeah. Um, well, you know, back, back to questions. We care about re- reproductive health here on FRL, and there's a lot of males that listen to this show. So we are. Yeah, we I care are. about you guys. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Does Labriola have the best shot defense in college wrestling? Um, hmm. what, what are some other greats in recent years? He is the king. It's like a he has really good defense. Don't don't Great get like that. But he has a well, so e- extremely. It's like he can almost get taken down and then find a way out of it. I think is what makes him so incredible. So are, yeah, we're talking about baseline D because like with certain Penn State guys, it, some guys don't even t- barely touch their legs. You mean sniffing? Right? That's my point. Yeah, because. Yeah. Labriola is getting shot on and guys are getting in deep and then he's having tricky. to pull. You see these crazy like passes and scrambles because guys are getting in deep and you think he's about to get taken down. And yeah, I would actually love to see him and I don't believe they've ever wrestled him and Peyton wrestle because um, and I, I can say this and not worry about it affecting Peyton's effect. There's just the things Peyton does and ways he moves that will be very unexpected Um so I would love to see them get in some scrambles. That would be really fun for me to watch. You know who's very similar to Labriola with his defense, although 
He is more younger Bastida-esque, less leg passing, but Makai. Yeah. He's known for his freakish yeah. ability to, you have a leg way yeah. up in the air or have him dead to rights and he can get yeah, out of it. Can't put, can't put him down. Yeah, I would say they're about even, um, well, except Keegan obviously, I'm biased, but Keegan's obviously really hard to take down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Although you say that, I mean, listen, he is. He's, but he's down twice he, this year against Caliendo, right? Who else took him down? Those are the only, well, Peyton Rob or Peyton, uh, Peyton Hall, Peyton Hall did, but they, that they, wasn't a takedown. I mean, lost. by the rules, it was. They just didn't call oh. it. Wrong. <laughs> I mean, two takedowns is not. Um, right, so he's only given up two takedowns the whole year. That's how many Starachi's given up. Has R- RBY? RBY might yeah, not have given up. No, he gave up the one to Regison. You're that's right. right. So that's one. How many has Spencer given up? At least no, at least Ramos, two to Ramos. Yeah. Did uh, what's his name? Caban? No, he didn't. He almost did. He was almost late, but he uh, Spencer threw him by (laughs) in the third. I think. Yeah, I think those are the only ones. McKee did. Yanni. Yanni obviously got taken down by Gomez twice. Panero, he's lost some ability, but we were talking about him in this discussion in the first half the season. He's hard to take down. He's very good. Probably hasn't given up that many still because even John like Wiley. Close, John Wiley took him down twice, I think. Uh, yeah, what was what was he doing against John Wiley? I think he just overlooked John Wiley. <laughs> yeah, it's not like he's doing what we're doing. It's just be like, ah, John Wiley, he'll be fine. Nope. Wrong. <laughs> Larry Steele says Lewis literally just reaches down and peels your fingers off his leg while staying on one foot. That is true. He does that. that. That's how you got to do it. That's the that's the. But it's not right that easy. It's not easy. No, it's not easy. You just got to get the belt. This one day. I was uh I did a private lesson. This is last year. He's not not as good. I did his private lesson Mitchell, but he was too easy to take down when I got the leg in the air because he was too reliant on his baseline defense. Not a lot of guys got his leg in the air, you know. So the one day I just I just let him get my leg in the air like fifty times, and I was just, I, you know sometimes I do these things and I'm just trying to get them to like see the point, and then I'll stop doing the thing. But I let him keep getting my leg get up, and I would do no defense, uh besides peeling his fingers off and getting my leg back down and balance. He would. He got so freaking mad at me. He like lost his goddamn mind. And uh, then I was like, okay. Well, the point I was trying to make was, you can do this. Like, you can just develop really good balance and peel fingers off because you have good balance and you have a good grip. So you should probably just start doing that. Don't you see how frustrating it can be? He's like, oh, got it. <laughs> so you were trying to like, teach him to do that to other people. I was trying to show him because he's he's obviously at this point he thinks he's really good. What he was, he was getting there, you know. And so I was trying to get him to understand how annoying it can be to do nothing besides balance and fight hands. Yeah. That's it. Like, if you get good balance and fight hands, you can be really, really, really annoying there. So Jordan my point Volk to him was took down he was getting, he was way too easy to take down once the leg was in the air. He should just balance some more and then fight hands, and it's easy. Yeah. Good lessons. <gasps> I like how you teach lessons, Ben. You got to teach lessons. Hey, you were, but sometimes you're... you gotta show them because you can say it, and sometimes they don't believe you. Like a couple weeks ago, Sinclair, I was trying to get him to go rear hand bicep, rear hand bicep, and he kept being like, "It's not that easy. They can't do it." Blah blah blah. It's the one private lesson, I'm like, "I'm just gonna left hand bicep the entire time and just do nothing but that." And he got he got so mad because I was just boom, boom, boom every time, left hand bicep, left hand bicep, and uh, and it was just opening all this stuff up for me. He's like, "Oh, I get it. I understand now." It's so funny. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I they don't exactly. believe you, and you yeah. gotta show them, and then it clicks. It's so funny. So I deal with that with Caleb because, like, I'll talk. <laughs> I I don't. I try not to be his like coach, coach too much, but I do. 
you know, we work on stuff. And then there'll be things I'll be like, I'll repeat. And then he'll do his private with, with Tyler. And Tyler will address the exact same thing. And he'll just like, look at me. Like the second he like says the exact words, I, I, I can't help but have a little smirk in those moments. Cause it, it feels good. <laughs> it does feel good. You'd mentioned something uh, about your, your guys, um, you know, having time off the matter, like kind of throttling down their schedule. Mm-hmm. Do you think when is it, when should wrestlers start practicing year round in your opinion? Or is that not as much a problem as, uh, as competing? No. Yeah, I don't see an issue. Like a lot of our guys have year memberships when they're say 10, 11, 12, but they probably just play other sports and don't come a lot in the summer, you know? Cause yeah. like our young kids, they don't really compete from five or six months, probably June until like November, maybe yeah. December. They won't compete at all. So yeah, the practices are really low intensity, but even like, I don't think we're not even trying to peak the guys for super 32. Like we're just, doing regular wrestling practices moderate to low intensity because it's not that important and we'd rather have them learning new skills at that point in time than performing the best of super 32 for for the club how do you guys uh do they come in during the week with their high school Who? your your high school wrestlers how do you we guys have sunday sunday practices just sunday practices that's yeah. all you have with high schoolers yeah okay mm-hmm is that common? Is that what it's like in like everyone does that? Some some of the Wisconsin clubs go they and I I think this is rude. Um, but some of them go more more than that. Some of them go during the weeks, and then you know, and this is where we actually didn't do Sunday practices for like eight years, a really long time, because I always thought that the club wrestler, the club coaches, whenever I traveled, club coaches and high school coaches had a poor relationship, because like in Wisconsin, some of these other dumb clubs will be like, hey. We have a Wednesday night practice, so don't go hard at your Wednesday practice during high school and save your energy for our practice. And obviously, you can imagine how that would make a high school coach feel about that type of thing, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, they're all doing that. And I I think that's really rude and and just not good. Like, if you're in your high school season, go to your high school practices, work as hard as you can at them, and then maybe we'll give you a little extra. But our... That when we do Sunday practices, we don't we don't go hard at all. It's super super low key, talking about positions, talking about things that kids are losing matches in, sparring them lightly, drilling them, that type of thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's a funny uh, thread on on Facebook here in the chat from Larry and Keith. Freaking Ben quote: "It's that easy. He's so unrelatable." Keith, Ben hard flexes all the time and doesn't even realize. Then Keith goes. <laughs> He will say stuff like, just spin on your head twice into a head plant into a cradle. It's that easy. Like, we were supposed to just accept that. <laughs> okay, but literally, guys, the, okay, the one thing I said today is actually just freaking balance on your leg. I mean, this is me talking to Mitchell, right? So now, listen, if you guys are 38, you probably can't learn to start balancing on your leg really well. But if you're 16 or 15 or 14 or you're younger, even probably in college, just balance. Just balance. Just let them push you around and try to balance and use your hands and just stay balanced and just don't concede the takedown. And after a while, your balance is going to get really good. And then you need a good grip and you need you just weave under your leg and then peel the fingers and like Makai does. I mean, that, that is something like that Mackay. is abs- absolutely learnable. Just like Makai, guys. It's learnable. Just freaking <laughs> don't concede the takedown. Learn how to balance and you get really good at it. I don't understand. That's funny. Very relatable. Oh, Caleb, Caleb has taken an interest in your in your competitive career, Ben, and he's like, "Hey, I want to watch uh, some uh, Ben's wrestling." So I found one of your highlights. And we watched that, and he's like, "He's like, did he have any crazy fights?" I was like, "Oh yeah, 
he had a really crazy fight. I was like, I don't know if you want to watch it. And so oh, he's man. like, no, I want to see it. So I showed him the Robbie Lawler fight. And then after that, he's like, I don't like this at all. He's like, <laughs> he's like I don't like this. What? And, he doesn't like fighting? And, yeah. And then uh, that night I went to some uh, friend's house, uh, Hollywood Mike, for you Flow Grappling fans, and, to watch the fights. And I was like, he's like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to watch fights. He's like, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch. Like, it, it stained his whole uh, view of <laughs> MMA. But then the funny. next morning, he's like, the first thing he asked me was, like, he's like, anything crazy happened in the fights? I was like, ah, yeah, it was like all knockouts. And then the final fight was good. He's like, then he goes, can I watch? So, like, in like 24 hours, he went from, I don't want to watch hilarious. it. Then he thought about it a little more. He's like, actually, that was pretty cool. Do you agree with the decision Saturday night, Ben? You know what? I went to bed. I haven't watched it yet. I heard it was wow. fight, but I have not watched it. So, hey, you know what question ben. I wanted to pose? I almost went in. I almost You're went pulling in, up uh, me. That's what Instagram I, that's my live. move. <laughs> I had to coach all day Sunday. I knew the term was Saturday at 30. I got to be up early, and then I got to go to practice and a private lesson. Like, I want to be locked in and not just tired and feeling crappy all day. So I went to bed early. Um, yeah. uh, you know what the, the thing I was thinking about? I'm going to pose this question to you, and then we'll say it in a wrestling sense also. So you guys have the pound-for-pound pound list. This The thing was, this was pound-for-pound pound number one versus pound-for-pound pound number two, right? Right. But if you were the lighter weight class and you were going up, to fight the other guy, that is obviously a disadvantage because you are more naturally smaller because otherwise that guy would make that weight class, right? So, like, say Spencer bumped up to wrestle Roman and he lost a really close decision, a 3-2 or a 4-3, something super competitive. Doesn't that almost show more that he can go up and still be competitive with the guys bigger than him? Because that's kind of how I've thought about the Volkanovski, yeah, 100%. for sure. 100%. And, and Biz, like, it was funny you, you mentioned this because it's the exact conversation we had after after Islam won. And Bisbing okay. says, you're now you're the new number one, pound for pound number one. And we were all like, no, that should not, that does not mean that. Like, he barely won and he's smaller. Yeah. So I think he's, like, way too quick to, to make that declaration. I get that was their branding for the match. So yeah, fine. So they had to kind of do it. But, but no, yeah, I, I completely agree with him. you. Then maybe. Yeah, if you light him up, if, if Roman yeah. in that hypothetical Dex Spencer beats him bad, and and if Islam finished him, it'd be like, okay, yeah, he is he's way better. But no, no, not at all. So I I felt that way. I do think, and I wanted Volk to win very badly, but I do feel like it was probably right. It's like it's hard. I think it's hard to come up with three three rounds for. for well, if you go on the verdict, so uh, I, no, I did invest in this company, but if you go on verdict. <laughs> Verdict community scored for Volkanovski 3-2. I think everyone just liked him. I don't know how you found the third. Really? <clears throat> yeah. I haven't watched it yet. So I think they scored rounds 2, two 3, and 5 for Volkanovski, if I remember correctly. What, one and 5, and I think... But I'm glad you guys two. are on my side on the pound-for-pound pound thing because I was thinking, like, that doesn't make sense just to crown him number one because the guy, the lighter guy came up, so that's a disadvantage in, in a, you know, in a, a fight. And he still did really well. Like, I don't know. Like, I could kind of see leaving him at number one. Yeah. Yeah. Same. I don't feel super strong about it, though, because if you want to argue the other way, I understand your yeah. logic. And I think it there's some validity to it. So, yeah, he won. And I think it was the rightful, rightful winner. Um, though, yeah. it is, it's weird. It's a weird thing with fighting because, like, the goal of the fight is to do damage, right? You're supposed to yeah. hurt. You're supposed to hurt the guy. Yeah. And Islam had a lot of takedowns, and he ate, he had a ton of time on top of Volkanovski. Yeah. But 
he wasn't really hurting him. The one time he had a body triangle, and Volkanovski probably hit him more than Islam yeah. did anything to him. Like he, yeah. he really fought hands well and was like punching well, him like this. Yeah, people. I I think people would argue. Um, uh, people would argue that the I I will argue the one championship scoring system where after the fight they just pick who is the better fighter and damage is the number one criteria because to your point. Right, the point of the fight is to hurt them to the point where they cannot fight you any longer. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a superior scoring system than the 10 9 must because in the 10 9 must, a, a person could very clearly and obviously win the first three rounds, and then the other person could kind of kick their ass to the point where if, if you knew the fight was going to continue, they would finish them. But the first guy with number one wins because they've clearly won three rounds on the 10 9. Yes, yes. Yeah. I thought uh, one of the judges had it 49-46 Islam, which is crazy. crazy. Just crazy. Who was it? I don't I don't know the judges for your MMA. It was a bad, bad. I'll look it up. There's card. some of these judges that I don't know how they don't get fired, Christian. It's preposterous. I don't know if it's like a union thing and you can't get rid of them. Like in Major League Baseball, like there's terrible, like acknowledged terrible umps. And they just can't get them red because the, the way the union works. Derek Cleary. Derek Clary. Yeah. The one that's awful is Crosby. He he's the one that got he, he <laughs> did catch some heat last month, thankfully. He was the one that scored the Stotts fight on Friday night terribly. He scored a 50-45 to the loser. The other two judges picked Stotts. And then he flew to which one he and he flew that night he flew to Nevada and did another terrible card the following day. Who the hell did what it was beast. like December 10? Who was it? Uh, just, but yeah, he scored two terrible cards back to back, and people were like, "Well, how's he even allowed to fly five hours overnight?" Because he was obviously in, you know, uh, Bellator till midnight or whatever, whenever the fight finished, and then flies the next day and is able to score a card in in, in Las Vegas and did them both terribly. Yeah, who was it? He's biased against oh, UNK wrestling. Blackwood. What'd you say? He's biased against UNK wrestling. <laughs> uh, so funny. Yeah. So interesting. Um, oh, it was Jared Gordon, Patty Pimblett, because that was atrocious. Oh, yes, that Patty was so won, bad. right? Officially Patty won. Definitely right. should not have won. Um, Keith, yeah. Keith, Keith wants FRL MMA so bad. Uh, I like, I like talking MMA. I like every time I watch it. I'm like, oh, this is fun. But yeah, I agree. you know, wrestling's way cooler. All way right, cooler. it's nine forty-seven. We got two minutes of OT. We get time and a half when we go overtime, so that's gonna be like. Hey, so $3. are we doing all picks on Wednesday? Are we doing all picks on Wednesday or just some picks on Wednesday? Hmm. We can do all picks. We can do all picks, but you're not gonna be on. So we have a special edition Wednesday pickums, only for that duel, and then. Well, I won't be on the next day either. Son of a gun! Go oh to my god, JD! Stop you quitting! Ruin- <coughs> you have to make picks. You have to make picks. I will make picks. Because if Ben beats me, I need to beat someone for the week. Uh, um, I, there's always Keith. Ben and, <laughs> be, me, Ben, me, Ben, and Caleb Piles tied uh, this week. Uh, shout out to Tim Kishback. Tim, he won, he won this week. That referee got me, though, because if I would have had Kirk Eisen, I would have won. And Lance Runyon, stop getting so tired. You cost me another pick. Mike Luko, like you were close. Laying on your back. Lost a tiebreaker. If Coach Schwab didn't yell at you, I'm yelling at you. Get off your damn back, Lance Runyon. <laughs> wine, wine, wine. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll be back Wednesday. We'll have a special guest. Who knows who it'll be? Kozak, Bray, Spay. Not this guy. He's going to allegedly be in Columbia, Missouri. 
for the biggest match of the year. David Carver's King of O'Toole. Thank you, guys. See you Wednesday. Goodbye.